to Awkwardly Zen Presents Spirit Road, a podcast about our spiritual journey where we can be awkwardly ourselves. It's a path that can be funny, absurd, enlightening, and life-changing all at the same time. Join us as we explore this mysterious world and life we live in. I'm Tim Behrens. I'm Laurie Hewitt. And And this this is is Spirit Road. in our very first podcast, we probably ought to let people know who are we and why the heck are we doing such a thing? Um, so I thought it would be fun just to chat back and forth about our journey and kind of what's gotten us here. Sure. You know, kind of Reader's Digest version, maybe. Right. The cliff notes. Yeah, we can share. Yes. Um, yeah. Maybe we could start with now and work our way back. I mean, in the sense that we've just, we haven't known each other that long. Um I still don't quite remember when we met, but it couldn't have been more than, I'm sure it's less than six months ago. Definitely less than six. Yeah, I feel like it was maybe October of last year or so that I started going to these awkwardly Zen uh, Zoom meetings and meeting this spiritual community of people who have a lot of um, things in common, but are also on their different paths and exploring those in their imperfectly perfect ways and and yeah, I remember being in there and hearing the story of how you had met that group, which you could maybe share too, um, and, and just really resonating with your, your presence and your <laughs> kindness and the, the insightful truths that you share, but in doing it in very simple ways that resonated for me and just thinking, this is someone I really want to talk with and, and, and eventually working up the courage to reach out and and I was so glad you did because I was listening to you thinking, who is this guy and how can I meet him? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Awkwardly Zen is this, like you say, this incredible group that's really just started not that long ago that is really building fast. And it is where we met. And I'm so grateful for that platform because there are so many wonderful people that are a part of that group. And I met them because I did a fair before the whole COVID lockdown. Um, and Aerie, the woman who started the group, was the first one that day that came bursting up to my <laughs> into my uh, table and said, I've got to have a reading with you right now. And I'm like, okay, have a seat. Very first reading. One of my very first fairs I'd ever done. And I was thinking, oh my Lord, who's this woman? <laughs> But it was an incredible reading, and Spirit was just kicking her butt to move on and get done what she needed to do. And I knew intuitively she was going to be doing things and getting something started. By the end of the day, I was like, I want to be a part of that group. Little did I know that that would eventually happen, which has just been really wonderful. Um, It's really helped me. I think re-energize my path, um, which has been really nice. I do channeling and Ari and members of the group have been so supportive and encouraging of that and have even supported and encouraged me to, to branch out into mediumship, which I never thought I would be doing. It was like, oh no, that's other people. I am not a medium. Uh, and now I'm starting to branch out to that and working on that area, which still makes me really anxious, but I'm really excited to 
be able to bring information not only from people's soul councils and guides and angels, but also from family members and friends who crossed over. So that's a whole new thing going on. So, um, so leading up to, to that, that meeting and that moment, um, getting involved in, in fairs and things or metaphysical gatherings in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, what was it that put you on that path? When did that begin for you? Gosh, well, the, the channeling began, I would say probably over 30 years ago in the mid eighties somewhere. Um, I never thought I could channel and I started reading lots of books. This woman that I always called my door opener kind of turned me on to the Seth books with Jane Roberts, who she channeled Seth and just opened my door, opened the, my brain completely. She said to me one day, what if all the things in your life aren't happening to you, but that you arranged everything as a soul before you even incarnated in this life and something just clicked. And so it was like, oh, it made so much sense. And suddenly I had all this remembering, if that makes sense, sure. of that, that I knew that was true. And that is really how I started down this path. What about you? What, what got you here? I, uh, at a very early age, I had a lot of experiences with things. I, I remember being able to see auras and having, oh, um, interactions with ghosts for lack of a better term. I mean, I would just I have these experiences. My, my grandmother on my mother's side, um, had worked as a, a psychic at, at points and was an incredibly gifted woman and did all sorts of things that defied explanation for me. And so just really introduced me to this idea very early on that there was more going on here than, than yeah. I could explain with our physical connections or with the things I was being taught in school or told by people in, in the larger community around us. Yeah. Uh, but having said that, I did grow up in, in, in a small town in the Midwest. And I, I feel like over time, um, some of those experiences felt like they, they might be wrong or that they might be things that I shouldn't be exploring um, from what I was hearing and learning from others around me. And so, so I feel like I moved away from that uh, for many years and then at the end of, oh gosh, I'm so terrible with time. At the end of 2018, I had an experience, which I probably won't go into great depth here, but um, I had an energetic shift. I had, a, I had a very interesting conversation with someone that opened me up. And that night I was standing in my shower thinking about everything. And it was like someone flipped a switch and my entire world started to vibrate and continued to vibrate for, for a very long time. And I have a background in psychology and a very skeptical mind. And so the first thing I started to do was try and diagnose myself. What is happening here? What <laughs> yeah. do I need to be on to remove this experience? Um, and, um, and as it continued, though, I, my experience of reality became a series of synchronicities and uh, for lack of a better term, visitations and dreams that had meaning beyond the dreams. Some of them even came true at points. And about three or four months in, I, I learned um, a term that I had had a probably a spontaneous Kundalini awakening. Wow. And 
in the midst of learning that and in seeking seeking help in in managing those changes um, while still you know holding a day job and living a normal kind of life. Um, I just had this series of teachers that started coming into my life and, and, um, it opened me up to this whole new world of people and ideas and things to explore. Mm -hmm. And that led me to a paradigm shift group here in Kansas city, where we would talk about, um, changes in consciousness. And there were so many different people that came to that group with different beliefs and ideas and things that had happened, but they were all led there for the same reason, which was that they were seeking a safe space to talk about those things. Um, they were seeking support and encouragement and ideas as to how to how to live with having a foot in both worlds, so to speak. And um, and that group eventually ran its course, but um, in the midst of all of that, found ourselves in in the middle of the pandemic and everything moving online. And yeah. then one, one day I'm finding that this awkwardly Zen group had opened in Kansas city and it sounded so much like that group that I had just come from and, and started attending meetings and finding, Oh, this is, this is the safe space I've been looking for. And these are the kinds of conversations that I love having just considering um, not necessarily always trying to know exactly what these things mean, but just to be able to acknowledge um there's belief and then there's experience. And sometimes those are different. Sometimes you can have the experience of something without having a belief about it. And that can yes. be even more powerful. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and so absolutely. That, yeah, that Isn't it amazing? Yeah. Isn't it amazing how teachers and, and in any forms kind of show up when we're ready? That just always blows my mind. Because as you were talking, I was thinking, that's happened for me too. And, and I think back if I if I had turned right instead of left at certain points in my life, who else would have shown up? Then I might be in a completely different place than I am now. So it's just amazing to me how the universe conspires to have everything flow in the way it needs to flow to bring us together and to bring whoever needs to be together together at the exact right time. That just, I'm still, I don't understand it. I just love it and feel blessed that I can sometimes go with the flow of it. So I love it too. And I'm very grateful for it. And I, and it's also interesting. I think I try and hold that space of knowing that sometimes people come into our lives for a reason, but it's, it may not be the reason we expect. And sometimes that clarity doesn't come for, for months or even years. Um, Just that you had mentioned the Seth books. I think for me, um, Eckhart Tolle's the power of now Mm -hmm. I read a number of years ago and it was way over my head. And, and I, I loved the words and I loved the things he was talking about, but I didn't really resonate with them or under, have the experience of what that meant. Yeah. And then just recently have picked that up again and started to read it. And yes. now having those energetic shifts, I'm like, oh, this is what he's talking about. And so having that, that perspective on both sides has almost served as a, as a guidepost for me as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. It just, it's mind blowing. You know, you were talking about being a psychologist in training and, you know, having those thoughts of, oh my God, what's happening to me and how do I diagnose myself? When I first started to receive all these messages, I actually worked, I'm a social worker by training and worked in the mental health field. And I was very cautious about, okay, I can't really tell people that I hear voices and, and see visions because 
you know, then they're going to want me put to have me put on medication. And I don't think that's what I need at this point. So I just remember living really two very separate lives. Um, and I think sometimes a lot of people do that at the beginning because it's can seem and feel so far out there that you're not sure who you can trust and who won't just look at you like, okay, you're nuts and I don't want to be around you anymore and sort of back way off. So I think maybe it's a little better nowadays, but still in the professional world, if you will, I think there's still that reluctance to own up or be public, at least for me about who I really am and what I could do. Absolutely. And I think even in the in the middle of the the spiritual community, there are also these considerations of um, how there is a subtle difference between being intuitive and receiving these messages, mm -hmm. and maybe having a chemical imbalance that that you know that medication could help. I, I think it's very subtle because I've had a lot of experiences with people in my life who in the midst of um, dealing with um, mental illness in some way, I, we're also receiving messages and new things mm -hmm. about me or about people around them that there was no plausible explanation for how they knew that. Yes. And I think that becomes part of this new paradigm is how do we navigate these things in a intentional, practical way? How can we ask these questions and have a curiosity about these experiences while also knowing that we have to function in the world and right um, but for me it also brings up when i was working in that field how do we really interact with people that we decide are mentally ill when in fact maybe they're just incredibly attuned to something we don't see or hear or feel and how do we discern the difference so i think right. my goal would be that ultimately as we more and more tune in maybe as a collective, to the fact that we all are these spiritual beings in this physical vehicle, that we can redefine what we call mental illness and kind of relook at how we interact and as a profession, really um, think about and treat other people that we deem as needing help right. when maybe they're just listening to something that we're not hearing and it's just as valid as what I get. Yeah. And there's so many good topics around this that I think it will be fun to get into as we start mm -hmm. doing, doing these podcasts in that um, all of the different ways in which people can heal and learn about yes. themselves. Yeah. Um, the amazing things that can happen with shadow work and inner child work and, and how in a lot of cases they're not that different from things that we see in, in medicine today, like um, internal family systems therapy or CBT or all of the acronyms that, <laughs> that right. you throw out there. There's so many different methods that in some ways are starting to reflect um, a modern spiritual practice of, yeah. Um, looking at your inner world and and trying to understand why you are the way you are, the experiences that have led you to this point, maybe, and then to extrapolate on that and say, what are the lessons that I'm here to learn? And um, exactly, yeah, I always ask myself, not only for myself, what what is it that my soul designed so that I'm having this experience, so that my soul can grow and learn, 
And I used to look at my clients that way as well and think about, okay, what is it in this experience for them as a soul that's leading them down this path that they hopefully will gain some insight into and be able to move further on their awakening and on their spiritual path? Because to me, the whole point is that we're all here to realize where these spiritual, these divine beings in this physical body and to really awaken to that and then listen to that voice, if you will, that tries to guide us on this path that we've set up for ourselves before we even got born, before we ever incarnated, which fascinates me to no end. Absolutely. Think of all the things that have to happen. If we as souls all collectively agreed, okay, and then at this point, you guys are going to come down this road and you're going to meet and then you're going to meet. How does that even happen once you're in the physical world? Right. And these are the, some of the experiences that I've had have, have really led me to believe that, yeah, things line up in ways that are just extraordinary when you look at them. And um, you and I should have never met. I live in Denver, Colorado. You live in Kansas City. Right. You know, it's like, how would that ever have been possible? And yet here we are. And here we are. Thanks to the internet. <laughs> yeah. And, and awkwardly things. So, yeah. So thinking you mentioned the spiritual path, I thought before, before we wrap things up today, that it'd be interesting to talk about spirit road and, and why we chose yeah. that name. And it's so interesting um, to come up with names because there are so many different kinds of podcasts out there already. So to yeah. find something original that resonates in a way that it's like, this is it. It, it reminds me a lot of thinking of band names actually, because I've done a lot of that through the years. Um, but I do love the the metaphor of of this path or this road um, that we are on, and and that it can wind in many different ways, and we don't always know that destination. We just know that that these these experiences are building on each other and leading us further down it. And and I love the idea that through our conversations here, that that the people the the, the wonderful people we're going to get to visit with are are, are stops along that along that road. And I'm just incredibly excited to take that journey with you and to connect with others in the community to see what we can learn and um, see what things we might be able to share along the way as well. Yeah, that's very exciting. I love that idea. You know, we're going to be having some pretty interesting people, I hope, to join us and have these conversations and just hang out and talk and see what comes. So I'm very excited about that. And it does seem like Spirit Road road really resonated with me when I heard it. And it was like, yeah, that's what I've been talking about forever. And that's what I think of when I'm talking about my journey as I'm on this path. And it's really windy and twisty and I never know where it's going to lead me. So, and I think that's probably true for everybody, really. I think so. Yeah. And then, then also that idea that, that we don't have to journey alone. I think that's been a big big drive for wanting to do something like this is that when I had the experiences that have led me to be here today, had there been more or had I been aware of there being more of a community that I could reach out and seek support with, have conversations with, um, it would have been easier. And, um, and I, and I feel like that those communities have been there. They always have been, but it's just, this becomes, uh, you know, an avenue of, connecting with others and networking and learning and growing and sharing and living out this new paradigm of that. We are all teachers and we are all students. Yes. And I think we found each other and 
the awkwardly Zen group at the exact right moment. I don't think if it had started before this, I may not have been a part of it because I might not have paid attention. Mm -hmm. So timing to me is everything when I can allow that to be and not let my impatience try to force everything and just allow things to unfold. See, it works together perfectly. Perfectly. Yes. Imperfectly perfect. Yes, absolutely. Tim, this is delightful. It's like, I'm so happy we're doing this. and I can't wait to see our next guest and have a conversation with that person. Thank you so much, Laurie, and I look forward to that too. Me too. Thank you. Thank you.